Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fuel Your Fandom Podcast. My name is Saint. I want to thank you guys for joining me again today. We are coming up on the end of October. It is almost Halloween. Uh, again, I don't think anyone's going to be doing much of anything. If, if you're smart, you're not doing much of anything for Halloween. Maybe kicking back and watching some scary movies and, and spoiling your kids at home as best you can with a party or whatever. Um, just whatever you're going to do, do it safely. Uh, this year has not been kind. And uh, we kind of want to make sure that we keep as many people around as possible. So... But anyways, I want to thank you guys for joining us again today. Uh, We have a new address on the internet. If you're looking for uh, our podcast and where we are found, you can find us at fuelyourfandom.buzzsprout.com. Fuelyourfandom.buzzsprout, B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-O-U-T.com is the new home for the Fuel Your Fandom podcast. That is where we, of course, get distributed out to a bunch of other uh, sites like Spotify and Apple and Google and Breaker and all of those. Any place you've been listening to us previously will still be found. So uh, take a look at that there. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Fuel Your Fandom. Or I'm actually trying to have more of an Instagram presence. You can find me on Instagram as well at uh, at Fuel Your Fandom. So, uh, today I am joined by, once again, my brother-in-law, Thomas. Uh, we are here to have a lively conversation. Thomas, how you doing? Doing good. Just trying to, uh, you know, survive the winter, or the fall so far. I was going to say, we ain't in the winter yet. Don't wish that upon us. I know. They feel the same, though, around here. Anymore, yeah. Uh, until climate change does it all in, anyways. Right. But, uh, anything new on your agenda? Anything new with you? No, literally, I've been, uh, I mean, I've been playing some Grand Theft Auto online, because I hate myself. No, you must like verbal abuse. Right, I don't, I don't value my time at all. I like (laughs) watching loading screens and being disconnected from servers, so that's what I've been trying to do lately. User disconnected. I haven't been doing a whole lot of gaming online now, and anyone who listens to the podcast knows I'm not much of a online multiplayer type of guy, but I did spring for the, on the VR um, the PSVR, I did spring for that uh, PlayStation Online connected service. Yeah, I bought it so I can uh, basically play. I, I've been playing a game called Firewall, uh, which I downloaded recently during one of their big, huge VR sales. Mm-hmm. Firewall is a four v four, not a strategy really. It's you're basically trying to uh, either capture the information in a laptop or guard the information on a laptop it's nothing super complicated uh, but it is, it is a little bit of fun so yeah. uh, i was actually really surprised by that because usually when you wear when you're online and doing uh, online gaming you have to have like a headset with a microphone and all that right um and that was my experience back in the past when i would play other games as well if i didn't have a microphone oh well until uh my daughter come into the room and i had to uh, bark and order at her to go do something because she was not listening or something and um, I realized that the guys in the lobby for the game I was playing could hear me hello hello anybody home and I'm like wait a minute can y'all hear me and they're like yeah how's it going Batman saying I'm like oh um sorry yeah did you switch over to mute it immediately (laughs) i don't even know how to mute the damn thing so i don't Um, even know where the mic's at is it on the camera is it on the headset i don't know it's probably on the headset 
Oh, maybe it's on that uh, little connector piece. Oh, I didn't think of that. I don't know. Shit. That must have been awkward, though. A little bit. Yeah. But funny. I, I enjoy a good laugh at my own expense, usually, so. Think, but fine. Think. But anyway, so yeah, I've been dicking around with a little online gaming, but I'm not much. Not much. Yeah. So, because I don't hate myself. Yeah. You That's definitely have to be uh, a glutton for punishment to it, participate in online games most of the time. The last major ones I did was I did Halo for a while, all the various iterations yeah. of Halo online that you could play, uh, until I got sick of being uh, sworn at by 12-year-olds who know more dirty words than I do. You suck! Right. I have been playing uh, Among Us, which has been the new hotness on the internet. I've been recently. seeing the memes. I haven't tried the game at all. It's free on mobile, so give it a shot, but it is it is a lot of having everybody leave and then you have to start over or, you know getting kicked immediately it's not hmm. fun but so what's the appeal uh, all the memes i mean like once if you have like a group of people you're playing with or you, you play you suffer enough disconnects and restarts that you get a game going that it's kind of fun but hmm. it is a lot of like most online games it's just people quitting people sitting idly it's a lot i don't know it's just a nightmare yeah the last one i tried playing uh, online i think it was uh I've never played Fortnite. I've never played PUBG, mm. but I did put some time into trying to learn uh, Apex Legends, yeah. and I am god awful at it. Yeah, like in a single player campaign, I'm really really good at video games. Like I'm really good at video games. Usually play on like expert level or hard level or whatever. Um, but uh, online, I don't know what it is. I just don't. I can't hang. I don't know what it is. Yeah, well, I don't, uh, especially with Apex, the movement is pretty fast in that game, and then like the field of view is really shitty, so it's easy to like for people to just like jump around you, and like the movement speed is accelerated, so like you can like go from a zip line and you'll be like hauling ass, and you'll jump, and you'll like keep your speed, and you like coast down a hill, and then you'll get even faster, so all of a sudden you're going like three times faster than your normal movement speed should be. Right. It's just not. I don't know. It's not. I don't like that kind of crap where you don't really like. It seems like there'd be lack it's of control. Unpredictable. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure once you get good at it, it's good. Because, like, Titanfall 2 had the same problem for me, where it's just, like, people swinging all the way across the map in, like, 0.2 seconds. It's like, it's just not... I didn't think it was very fun. Yeah. Maybe it's just me, too. I need to have a better attitude when it comes to those online games. We got old. And that's a fact. Yeah. But anyway, so, well, we're not here to talk about my distaste for online multiplayer games, although it should be well documented by now. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, uh, we're coming up really close to the end of the season, uh, for season two of the podcast. And, uh, I got this huge idea that I want to try and incorporate a bunch of different voices and a bunch of different people talking about one of my favorite things, which is Star Wars Mm. and all the different iterations and variations of Star Wars video gaming from the old vector graphics video games in the arcades up oh, through, man. I mean, yeah. they just released yesterday, as we're recording this yesterday, um, Squadrons mm-hmm. uh, for the next-gen system. Well, not next-gen systems anymore, but you know what I mean. What was your first What was your first Star Wars game? Uh, that I can remember would probably be uh, Super Star Wars. Uh, oh, the, for the, the Super, Super Nintendo? Nintendo? Yeah. God, the, the hardest games. They were really hard. Yeah, crazy hard. But then I've gone back and I've gotten all the like Atari games and, and things like that. and mm. I've played the arcade versions, every arcade version I can get my hands on, up through 
uh, PSVR. I've played with like Vader Immortal, which is really cool. They always did have great arcade entries. They really do, and and I'm surprised there haven't been more uh, for the the VR system other than uh, the little bits of Battlefront or the little bits of Squadron that you can play yeah. in VR, but. I mean, the move controllers on the PlayStation alone are geared to look like they feel like you should be holding a lightsaber anyway. Mm-hmm. So it seems like a natural fit. So did uh, did they say anything about what's going on with the next generation's VR? As far as I know, up to this point, uh, they're saying that it's backwards compatible. Hmm. So the PlayStation VR that I own currently should work on the PS5, hmm. but they are in process of making a PSVR 2. Mm, so there will be eventual new hardware and uh if some of the specs that i've seen and and the blue blueprints and diagrams that i've seen of uh, what they're trying to do with the new move controllers are are a bit more in tune with what they do with like the oculus so a bit more. oh so just better hand shape you mean right yeah so we'll see. I mean, there's not a whole lot of information out there for it. Yeah, I would assume it's just better refresh rates on the screens. That's like the biggest problem with VR is that it's, it's so immersive that the lack of immersion from the refresh rate, like your brain knows it's like there's a disconnect, you know? Yeah. So having perfect fluid motion would be very, very helpful in that kind of situation. Right. And like I said, I've been dumping a lot of time into the VR uh, because I spent all the money on it, and mm-hmm. uh, I figured I might as well have a robust stable of games to kind of cycle through. So I think I've got something like 30 games now for it. Well, that's quite a few. Um, yeah, and, and to varying degrees of likability. I mean, certain games are kind of one and done. It's like Virtual Rickality, the, the Rick and Morty game. Uh, it, it's basically just jokes. Yeah. Um, but it's not bad. Yeah, um, I, I did this. I have quite... A collection of star wars games kind of like your collection of vr games where i just wanted them all or just kind of wanted to try out each one and like indeed i've got everything that came out for pc you know as i have in the jedi Steam. knight series yeah the jedi knight series Knights of the old republic Knights of the old republic all the um the episode one that their own spin-off games and pod racer pod racer i definitely have <laughs> which is actually really good I still enjoy it. Yeah, it's really good. It's well made. It's great. It's like actually a really good racing game. You were the chosen one! But yeah, so we're going to end the season with a bang. We're going to do like a double-sized uh, free-for-all about Star Wars games. And, Very cool. That and what nice. everybody likes and doesn't like. I'll have, to get, I'll have to get caught up. I want to play that new Fallen Order. Is that what it's called? Fallen Order, yeah. Yeah, that it's one actually really, really good. good. It's really good. Um, surprisingly good from EA. Yeah considering what they did with battlefront <laughs> well and they're the are they the ones that did um oh force unleashed yeah that was an ea game right thq hmm so no so not an ea game but those two entries are really good so yeah i, I enjoyed it and they delve into uh, alternate reality with star wars as well because mm-hmm. uh, uh i believe there's one point you kill vader yeah. Which, if you've listened to me and Ethan talk about script immunity, uh, which we just had a conversation about that recently, uh, um, that, that shouldn't have happened. That doesn't happen in mainstream continuity. So, Yeah. But it'll be fun. And I basically want everyone to kind of send me a message, uh, send me a voice message so I can include your, your voice on the show. I want everybody who listens to feel like they have a part of the program. So, you know, yeah. we're going to talk about that. And... Uh, now, of course, what I really want to talk with you about, uh, Thomas, 
is because we are nearing the new console generation. We're mere a mere month and a half away from the dawn of the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox uh, Series X and Series S, respectively. I know, which has become a once-a-decade event, which is it kind seems of interesting. To be, yeah. yeah, I think we talked about that a little bit mm-hmm. when we were talking about Nintendo. Yeah, the lifespan of consoles has gotten unexpectedly long despite how fast the technology is improving right which just kind of gives us more of an opportunity to dazzle i guess at the at the next iteration well and i think it gives i mean the developer's toolkit gets a lot better as time Mm -hmm. goes on so like you know a game that came out at the beginning of the ps4's lifespan is not going to look nearly as good as at the end of the lifespan right so like i was saying i think i said it um but I don't think that we need a new console generation because everything currently already looks really good, but we do need to think ahead of what's going to happen. So I think now is a good time for it to come out. Right. But uh, things have been advancing so fast the last like three years in graphics card technology that I wonder if it's also not a little too soon. Because if they had waited another year, things are going to get even that much better and maybe, you know... We, you know, it would have just been a bigger leap, would have been worth the wait. Maybe that's why we end up with like half step consoles and everything like that. It is, yeah, it is because they get storage, you know, gets cheaper, DDR RAM gets faster, you know, there's all sorts of technology that's improved. So, right. Well, I mean, we're due. We I are mean, due. We're, we're, we're overdue been out for sure. Quite a while. We're overdue for sure. The Xbox One, I've had this. Uh, seven years now something like that yeah and yeah. i think i upgraded it fairly recently so yeah. um both of them in fact because i upgraded from a regular xbox to uh xbox one x yeah and then i upgraded to the ps4 pro mm-hmm. uh strictly because of all of my uh, psvr playing and, and everything else like that i wanted the best and fastest and right speaking of the, time. the, the we the two console versions they're doing that right off the bat this time PlayStation's going to have... Yeah, the digital-only concept digital versus only the disc-fed concept. Versus the disc-fed. But those two, hardware-wise, are the same other other than that. Whereas, Not entirely. Really? What's the difference? All right. Well, I know, I know for a fact that the Xbox is different, and it's not just um, discless. It's also less powerful. So instead of doing native 4K, it upscales. And I say to you, I don't have a fucking 4K TV. I don't. I've got a, a 1080 TV, and I don't plan on getting a b- better TV for quite a while, just because most media isn't, you know, that good. Compatible with it, yeah. And I feel like 1080's visual fidelity is good enough for how big of a screen I have, how far away I am, and I'd rather have a better refresh rate than a higher re- depth resolution. Right. But the big a big thing is, is that these new consoles are also going to have solid state disk drives, which is mm-hmm. the the biggest drawback on loading speeds, and is a huge huge boner killer right now. And it also affects how they develop games because your hard drive has to scan circle around to pull these bits of information off of it. Mm-hmm. So when they develop games, they often reproduce libraries that are in closer to access places, so you don't have to wait as long while your hard drive searches around for it. But with an SSD, there's no mapping it out. It can just grab stuff here and there. So they can make smaller games because you can access them easier. So it's like, you know, um, the newest Modern Warfare game is like 250 gigs. 
they could probably do half that because they wouldn't need to duplicate all these like sound waves and texture files and all that kind of stuff. Interesting. So, so it'll make it'll make a lot of things are going to change about the way games are made. I think over the next couple of years. Right. And speaking strictly for the place or the Xbox uh, Series X, Series S. Um, did you have an idea if that's the console you want to go with? Or are you looking for a PS5? Or what's your what's your, what's your preference? Um, well, I've always preferred the exclusives on PlayStation because they have a much better relationship with the studios in Japan. And yeah. they just seem to have a better pedigree well, of games. Xbox has no presence in Japan, really. No, there's nothing. Not at all. And, like, there's, you know, I mean, Xbox exclusives are also often pc it's like they make it over to PC at some point, but PlayStation has so many Japanese games that you'll never see. And like, you'll never see Spider-Man. Yeah. You won't see horizon zero dawn. You won't see God of war. You won't see the uncharted series. Um, and anymore. Now I think Xbox took a very valiant step in the direction to try and squash that mm-hmm. because they realized what exclusivity PS five had going for it. And they snapped up ZeniMax Studios. They snapped up Bethesda. They snapped up all of that in one fell swoop. And I want to say it was billions of dollars. I don't remember. I think it was like $4.3 billion, I think is what I read. Yeah. Uh, I may be really way off on that. It could be more. Well, it's a lot like what we were talking about in Nintendo, how we said that they just do think these companies do things differently. Like Xbox wants to be your gateway to purchasing things, whether it be music, movies, or video games. Whereas PlayStation thinks video games are the big ticket, you know? So it's it's weird to see what's going to happen. But I think I'm going to be getting an Xbox because I do think that they manage the value for your dollar a lot better. Especially you, with their Game Pass. Right, because Game Pass, I, I've got three or four games. I've got like Monster Hunter, GTA Five, and some other shit. I don't even remember what. But... I've only got like three or four games and then I just use game pass and then I'll just play what comes out and then I'll, you know, see what's good or I'll wait for it to come to game pass. Like there's just not enough a desire for me to keep spending $60 when a new game comes out just to see if I even like it. But with, um, game pass, you can spend 10, $15 a month, try out 20 games and not like really feel like that big a loss when one of them doesn't work out. I get that. And like the PlayStation, the games with gold on PlayStation or PlayStation Plus games, whatever it's called, where you get the two free games a month, right, is a horrible deal because they're usually either bad games or just not worth paying that much money for. Because like they're like ten dollar games already, anyways. Right. Like you would have spent less buying them for yourself out of pocket than <laughs> what they come for for free for that month. I think what they're trying to do uh, with the Game Pass and everything like that is what I think Google is trying to do with Stadia, which is really kind of doing this online focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't own the media. You just rent it. Yeah. Like an online rental service kind of thing. Yeah. And and that's always been kind of a huge turnoff for me, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Because something about having the physical media in my hand, knowing that I own it, knowing I can play it whenever I want. Yeah. That's an excellent point because I just experienced that exact dread because I was playing through Dirt Rally 2.0. It was on Game Pass and then they yanked it off and now it's like $50. It's like, well, I'm not ever going to pay that much money for it because I was just playing it for free 
wasn't that great of a deal at, at that point, you know? So it's like to, yeah, to, to be reliant on some kind of service for your games where they, at any moment they could be taken away from you is well, yeah, so they, unsettling. They had a lot of, uh, of problems with that as well as because, uh, and I don't know the specifics I've seen, I've heard tell of it, uh, around the industry where, uh, they, they hype a game, they hype a game. You buy the game on their service, you play the game on their service. Mm -hmm. And then, like you say, they pull it from that service and you can't find it anymore. A recent one that I can think of for that was the Scott Pilgrim game. Mm, yeah. Uh, when Scott Pilgrim versus the world came out, it was a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, I, the movie was okay. Yeah. I've never been a huge fan, but I know a lot of people are. And they had this side-scrolling beat-em-up that came out right along the same time. And it was hugely popular. Uh, Online-based. Yeah. There was I don't believe there was a physical media release at that point. But they yanked it. And people were unable to find it, unable to play it. And, and a lot of people liken it to what Disney does with their DVD releases and their video releases. Oh, yeah. They put it back into the Disney vault. I wish we could live in the Disney vault. Um, it's kind of like that. They just put it away and then they'll pull it out when they need it again. Which seems to be what they're doing with the, uh, the Game Pass as well. Uh, you're going to be able to play it for a while. Then you're not. Maybe you want to keep playing. Okay, pay 50 bucks. Right. Uh, but then like right after you pay 50 bucks... It'll come back onto Game Pass again. Well, and that's like a, that's another off. huge deterrent for buying games for me is that like, oftentimes the game does show up on Game Pass, mm -hmm. not that much of a delay. And for me, I'm pretty patient gamer anyway. Like I don't mind waiting for it to be at a better price. Right, and it's only going to get more inclusive as the new generation wears on. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do? We're going to take a quick short break. We come back, we will talk more about the imminent console boom. Stick around. Welcome back. And so we were talking about uh, console exclusives and, and online gaming and the way it's shaping uh, the landscape coming into this next generation of video consoles, video game consoles. Um, so much so that we're at the outset of these consoles being given the option to purchase uh, digital-only consoles. Uh, I had mentioned that I was leery of that. I like to have physical media in my hand, but I feel like that might just be part of the curmudgeon in me, like wanting to stick to the old ways because the old ways were the best ways, and I'm getting old. And... How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Well, also, they're changing the way the old way even works now because I've, I've gotten discs that just lead to the install, and it's basically just a license verification that you need to put into your console to play your game. You know, And all these games get installed to the hard drive anyway. You don't mm -hmm. ever play them from disc. And so it really is just kind of like a thin illusion that you actually own that game because if the servers go down, you're screwed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like the old days of cartridge-based gaming, which sucks mm -hmm. which i think is again where nintendo's kind of holding that line which yep. i really appreciate um but and then we got uh, things like google stadia being released right now now i'm not sure we've not talked about google stadia before you and i uh and so i'll give you kind of my rundown of what i think of the whole debacle if that <laughs> warms you up to that yeah. at all yeah 
offline gaming, basically you have a controller and a Chromecast. Mm -hmm. You plug the Chromecast into your TV, it selects up with uh, the uh, servers, right. the Google servers, and it streams the game from the servers to your TV, mm -hmm. kind of like when you stream, stream a Hulu show. And, and the same as PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now works the same way for PCs. Right. And so you don't own the game. Right. You pay a monthly subscription fee. Mm -hmm. But what Google Stadia does is you have to buy the game anyway. I did not know that. It's not a subscription service. It's So if you want to buy, say, Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. So you're playing the new Assassin's Creed. you got to pay that 40 50 or whatever dollars it is for the Assassin's Creed game. Then you got to also shell out for your monthly service. I did not know that. And then it's all streamed from Stadia servers. Yeah. So you literally have nothing. Yeah. And if the servers go down, like how often have you seen news reports of things that Google have done that just gets wiped out? Google kills their projects. With a quickness. Yeah. With regularity. Regularity. Uh, they have very few things that actually make it out their doors. Right, because they're a company that's rich enough to throw everything at the wall to see what sticks. Mm -hmm. Luckily, Android is stuck around. Yeah. I've enjoyed Android. Yeah. Um, Google Chat went away. Fucking Google Plus went away. G Google, Google Glass. Google, all, there's, I mean, literally hundreds of products, hundreds of companies that they've just nuked from orbit because they didn't think that they'd make any money off of it. And it was right. just. So, what's now Stadia has floundered. Yeah, it's in not its doing initial well. release. Yeah. Uh, it's not doing well. Uh, people are experiencing, even people with really high internet connection rates are experiencing hella lag. And that's the thing is that our country, our country doesn't have the internet infrastructure for this to be successful at not all. all. Not You'd at have all. to have a server like in your neighborhood in order for that delay to not be noticeable and it'd still be pixelated and chunky because we just don't have the bandwidth here. Right. Now, if you've ever watched YouTube... Uh, and when the signal drops and you go from streaming uh, 4K video or, or HD video mm -hmm. and it drops down to like 480, yeah. you really notice. Yeah, some old CD, DVD, 90s quality. Some VHS shit. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody adjust the tracking. <laughs> but so in my opinion, I'm still, I think that technology is, a bit of a ways off from being something that's 100% commercially viable, something that is going to be it's, replacing what we know. It's on paper. It's a cool idea to not have to worry about building a computer. Because like a gaming computer, you're spending $1,000. Easily. Easily. So you could get, what is that, 10 years worth of Google Stadia if it's $10 a month, whatever. Something like that, yeah. So you could get almost 10 years worth of the service. Um, but the delay making it an infuriating experience is really what's holding it back. Right. And all of the initial videos I've watched of people who are testing out the Stadia, that's all I would see yeah. is lag issues yeah. and, and bad graphics. and Because yeah. video games are a timing-based experience. Especially and, now. Right. I mean, it, like trying to catch a ball in real life, if you were trying <laughs> to do it by delay, you'd get hit in the face every time. And doing it by video games, like, sure, it works for some things, simulation games, you know, turn-based games, clickety-click-clicks, click, but <laughs> anything that's action-oriented or timing matters, it's, you're completely screwed. Yeah. And and it's random. Yeah. It's completely the whims of yep. the weather. Comcast. The, 
yeah, Comcast. Right. Or... Everybody's watching this Game of Thrones re- re- like finale at the same time, and the whole server crashes for everybody on the on that grid. It's not it's not a good experience. No. And I've played PlayStation now, and it, I was just trying to play God of War, and it was absolutely infuriating. Yeah, I checked out PlayStation now as well, and I was trying to play just those little. The small games. I think it was a, a a blob game. This blob game where you roll around and absorb other things. Poyo Poyo or something like that. Oh, I don't oh, remember what it Polo, was. Polo Roco. Uh, Day of the Blob or something like that. Or and Pico it's de Gallo. just it's it's something you. <laughs> that's a different game. <laughs> but uh, it, it's I mean it's a simple game. It's basically an app game. Yeah. And I was still lagging out with that. Yep. I mean, admittedly, I didn't have the fastest internet service right at that point, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just seems like it we're like you say the infrastructure is not in place to support a yeah. model of of online soul gaming. Yeah. Now that leads us to something different with uh, the Xbox One S and the PlayStation Five uh, without the drive. I don't know. Did they have a different name for that? I don't know if there's a different moniker for it. PS Five No Drive. PS Five No Drive. Bro, I don't fucking know which ones are which anymore, <laughs> and I am a I am their target demographic. Right, and me and uh, Ethan talked a little bit about that too, the naming convention, and then uh, we talked about that on, I did one of our little half tanks about that, Mm -hmm. when the whole pre-order nonsense came out, and and I know we're going to discuss that in in greater detail, but uh, I don't know if you've seen the news article that talked about during the initial rush of people rushing out to get the Xbox Series X uh, and S uh, on Amazon, in particular, there was a 747% spike in Xbox One X sales. Yeah. Which means people bought the wrong console. Yeah, it makes it makes no fucking sense. And, and I truly believe that was due 100% to the naming convention. Yeah. Naming like, convention. I know that when... Or I've been... I've heard through the nerd grapevine. I guess the internet is what it's really ta- referring it really to. The nerd but um, that they called the Xbox One the one because they wanted people to refer to it as the one they wanted it to seem you know holy or you know the chosen one Can't the one for your video right games here. there's no other choice kind of thing yeah but now it's just series x there's already an xbox one x there you can't series x there's right. already an x just cut a couple letters out they just you know maybe call it the x cube or the x rectangular box or you know re- x shape i don't know what the hell is wrong with like xbox 2 i don't either what's wrong with that i don't either or xbox next that you know that's that's got an x in it uh-huh. you know i don't know i just there's gonna be a lot of upset grandparents and a lot of upset regular parents depends on amazon's return policy you know, I know, but there's still gonna, you know, there's gonna be so many people buying because in like Grand Theft Auto Five, it's the third fucking console it's on. People are gonna buy the wrong one for Christmas. <laughs> it always happens. But uh, as, so, leading into the new generation of consoles, again, like I said, uh, uh, the difference I believe in the digital only consoles versus uh, what we have with Google Stadia or PlayStation Now is uh, you still have the box itself there's yeah. a set top box and and so you're still uh downloading the games mm-hmm. now that's gonna take forever i get it 
and and certain games will allow you to pre-download, which is really kind of nice, I think, mm-hmm. because there's nothing worse than running out to like your GameStop and buying your new game and being excited as fuck to play it. And yeah, you get home and okay, I right. distinctly remember this with you, Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, taking the day off work and it takes thirty two hours to, play to install it. it. Literally, I, that's yeah. exactly what happened. I yeah. took the day off of work. I was excited, and uh, I I should have started the download the night before. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. And it took like four hours or something stupid. It was so, but they, allowing them to download the game ahead of time—that's that's genius. That's wonderful. Uh, it's going to be really difficult around a new console release to do something like that because there's so many different games people are going to must have. Well, and remember, we got DDoS last Christmas. I think we've gotten DDoSed every Christmas when the server I, just goes down, where some lizard group takes it down, and it's just you know everybody's just having a shitty day. That that's the new advice people always post on the internet. It's like, hey, I'm getting my kids an Xbox, and everybody's like, make sure you open that fucker now, install everything, Re-install that, put it back, wrap it up, because you do not want to spend an angry Christmas, Christmas, Christmas day with like shit. a little child melting their minds out because they can't play their their brand new toy. No, that's for real. And and I got lucky. I didn't give Will uh, when I upgraded my PlayStation Four to the Pro. Uh, I gave the. Uh, the original PlayStation 4 to my son. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, luckily for him, it was all updated and everything. He could just play it straight out the gate and no harm, no foul and yeah. everything like that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, nothing worse than sitting around on Christmas morning excited out of your damn mind yeah. and then having to sit through how many serious updates and then, you oh, I got three games. It's like, no, nope, yeah, you got to install all it, three it of those games. Ends. Did you? How do you feel about um, Xbox pushing their uh, their streaming from your console to your mobile device? I think that's a good move because I mean we tried to see that with the PlayStation Four and the PlayStation Vita, and it just didn't happen. And it didn't happen. But I think the utility and ubiquity of your your Android cell phone being able to play anywhere in the world at any time is huge. Is huge. Yeah, I think it'll actually work. This. I hate to throw the word game changer out there, but I really do think it is. And I've seen some of the console like uh, uh, controllers mm-hmm. that you're meant to dock your Android phones with. That oh, become the, like the clamshell kind of things. Or the it, ones where it's just like it a, a controller beneath out and it. It locks on both sides. Yeah, you can yeah. do that. Yeah, I really you want one of those. You can do the one where you lock your phone into a little grip on top of mm-hmm. it. But um, either way, um, pushing to make Xbox more available on the go, I think they're directly trying to take a bite out of the Switch's profits right there. Yeah, for sure. Which is smart business on yeah. Microsoft's point. Um, like I said, I think PlayStation tried to do it early on with the PSP. And then they tried to do it again with the uh, uh, PS Vita. Mm-hmm. And each time the PS Vita or the PSP uh, was supposed to sync up with the PlayStation 3. Yeah. And you were supposed to be able to use it as a controller or transmit games from here to there. Right. So if I'm playing a particularly rousing game of Uncharted, I can take it to the pisser with me if I need to go and mm-hmm. um, not do what other people do, which is like FaceTime their TVs and so they can play from another room. But uh, I think Xbox is really, really smart in that regard. They're developing hardware to make that happen. Yeah. They're working hand-in-hand with uh, Google and Android to make that happen. And I think implementing procedures that are already in place is going to make it more of a seamless transition instead of trying to go out and do what PlayStation does, which is try to create their own thing ground up. Right. And most, I mean, I don't think the average person realizes that Microsoft makes all their money from their network services. 
and establishing like networking for companies. So they are very adept at making networks fast and having networks all around the country so that it's close and that it feels like it's fast, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be a big difference now than what PlayStation's done in the past where it was just going from the PlayStation through a bunch of shit, getting bounced off to your, you know, your, your Vita. I think the coding and the packet size in Microsoft is going to have a lot better fix on all that stuff and it's going to just work better. I'm sure they've just got better technologies to do it. You know, I don't think it's going to be like they're streaming the whole video. They're going to like compress it in better ways. It's just going to be a lot. A well, right. Lot. If, you, if you're going to a handheld device, you don't need to be running at 4k. Right. I think overall the exp- they're just going to make it work a lot better than it ever has before, even though it's still such a similar idea. I'm real excited to delve into that, honestly, because I mean I'm stuck solely on an Android phone for mm-hmm. I've never had anything but an Android phone since right. good. Right. Uh and so I really think being in that architecture and being ready for that, uh that's a natural extension for me and I'd much rather you know, I waste my time dumbing around on dumb games all the time on my phone. Yeah. While I'm laying in bed or while I'm, you know, taking a crap or whatever you're doing, you know, whenever you're on your phone. Right. When you're on the lunch break at work or when your coworkers can't see you at work, right. you know, fucking around with your phone and, and doing all that gaming and everything like that, and and being able to put into a real game, right, and, an actual enjoyable game, something that you're willing to put time into and effort into, as opposed to something that you just dinking right. around with out the of convenience, next clicker say. heroes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a it is a game changer. I think, mm-hmm. and I think PlayStation's going to be uh, having to play catch up to try and figure out what they're gonna do as far as because they've they've kind of tanked their own handheld market yeah they've, uh, they've the vita stuck around sure. a lot longer than i ex- anticipated it would uh they came out in 2012 mm-hmm. i think they finally tanked the system in early 19 late 18 uh well they stopped yeah they stopped making them like two years ago but i know that there's still software companies that put out um games for them but they're downloadable games they're not gonna they're, yeah they're not, they're not putting not really them on discs anymore, anymore. yeah well, and that's another thing is that PlayStation really shot themselves in the foot with their type of physical media, and I, like now you can't, they can't recover. They can never make a new mobile gaming device unless they make another PlayStation cell phone, like the Xperia Play was. Which I, I would enjoyed that. I would, I would buy another one right now if they came out with another PlayStation phone. I would buy it. Actually, probably not right now because I don't like getting new phones every year. <laughs> but I would definitely consider it, and I would probably actually like like it because the Xperia was great I just, never got to mess around with it the just having physical buttons to play with is such a better experience than a touch screen because that's why mobile games suck it's because the interface fucking sucks because you're right on top of your screen Because you, you're tapping your screen and you're holding it with one hand on the back and it's just it's just infuriating it's just absolutely awful but get physical buttons get that little clamshell thing make turn your phone into a Nintendo switch like device baby you're gaming See now, I can see them doing now that we've got the the, the foldable technology into cell phones. Mm-hmm. I can totally see them doing something like that, where you have on the outside you got your slick uh, glass surface, your, mm-hmm. your your smartphone surface. Yeah. But then you crack that bitch open, and it'd be just like a DS. Yeah. Where you got the big screen on top, little screen on the bottom, and physical buttons on the sides. I could see them doing that. Well, that's what I'm I'm hoping because holy shit, we, I'm hyped for that. I want, I want a DS phone now. Right. We don't need slimmer phones. We don't need phones that are already this slim because I I don't know about your phone. My phone has a pop socket that's the exact same depth and width <laughs> or exact same height as my phone. So no, I've doubled. I've doubled the size 
or you know width of my phone it's chunky to make it more holdable i could you could easily double the size of this thing in order to slide in some playstation controls and i would absolutely love it and i wouldn't mind the extra size at all right and then look at the things like the playstation go or the psp go that they released uh, with the the slide up kind of thing just like i'm talking about not a folding but a a slide up uh, it had physical buttons underneath there too, and they're very, very thin, and mm-hmm. and they don't have a whole lot of rays, but they do feel more tactile. Yeah, just a and, click, and, and you still got your little thumbstick and everything there. And yep. um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely room to to improve on that PlayStation. If you're listening, I doubt you're listening, but uh, man, now I'm hyped. I really want to design like a yeah a DS phone. Yeah, like have that I actually saw phone. I saw um and somebody just leaked it to eBay. Uh, or just got posted on eBay, the unreleased Xperia Play 2. I think I heard something about Which that. is just a sleeker, sexier version that was probably a bit more robust, better screen, better battery life, and stuff like that. But they really should have stuck with it because I think that if they had done stream, you know, PlayStation 4 streaming to your phone, PlayStation graphics on your phone, you they would have had a great success. Right, and Razer's got a phone now, too, so even Razer could do something like that and just kind of throw their hat into the arena. Well, and, like, Sony Ericsson cell phones were extremely well made. They were great phones. They just made too many of them. They'd have, like, six or seven models a year, and they just kind of were putting too much into development. Yeah, Yeah, there was just too much money spread out. They just need to make one good product. Like, Apple makes one type of phone. They just make different sizes of it. Wasn't Sony Ericsson bought by Microsoft? I would assume that they just folded it. Huh. I wouldn't know. Eric, because Ericsson was like a, like, a, like a Swedish headphone manufacturer or some shit like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to take a quick break. And we come back, we will kind of wrap up this talk about the next generation of gaming consoles. Stick around. Welcome back. So now we've been talking about console releases. We have the Xbox Series X and S. And the... Uh, Dude, I don't see. Oh, that's that what I'm saying. So weird. Because you call you call the Xbox One the One. They got their way. They they were right. We call it the One. But what are we gonna call the Series X? Are we gonna call it the SX? The SX tricky. The SSX tricky. It's too. It's tricky to rock a rhyme. To rock a rhyme. That's right on time. <laughs> what are we gonna do? I don't know. I think I think they basically just wanted people to call it the Xbox. But we already had that. I think so. There's like, you know, just every time we get a new one, forget the old one, buy the new one, which act like the old one doesn't exist. But we're talking about Xbox uh, releasing their consoles, PlayStation releasing their consoles. Two days apart from each other. Bold move. Bold move on PlayStation's part. Yeah. Now, and then speaking of bold moves, Microsoft's bid to buy ZeniMax and, and everything Bethesda. Huge game changer for mm-hmm. them because that's going to give them the upper hand where they get to decide whether uh, PlayStation is deemed worthy enough to have uh, Elder Scrolls games or Fallout games or right. Are they uh, going to try to dip into the into that pot or are they going to try to get people to convert? That's a good. That's a, I think it. They're going to now. This might just be the cynic in me, but I think they're going to use it to try and get people to buy the Xbox. I think so, because, because I know they're going to yeah. put them on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. And so if oh, you yeah. get all and these games... And that's what we were talking about. We're talking about Game Pass. Is these games are going to be on Game Pass basically right. day one. Right. And same with EA games. EA Sports. It's in the game. So if you... like, And that was a huge seller for, play, for PlayStation. Is all like the FIFA fans. 
and the 2K fans, like there are a lot bigger communities on PlayStation for the sports games because the entire world plays the sports games. As opposed to just Xbox in North America. Right. And then like Madden does really well on Xbox. All the other games are on do better on PlayStation throughout the rest of the world. Nobody gives a shit about football outside. No, because football is fucking weak. Um, <laughs> but they're making them EA, or they're making them EA Games Pass, or whatever that service is, titles. EA Live or whatever. Right. So you're going to be getting your sports games for free, and then you're just going to be paying for jerseys and stuff. And I think Microsoft is really hoping that that works, is that the service is appealing enough that it's just like Netflix where you sign up for it and you keep paying for it whether you use it or not. And that's the their ideal. PlayStation, I don't think, sees it that way. I don't Because they haven't had nearly the success with their PlayStation Plus because their offerings suck. So they haven't made it worth the money so people don't buy it. Xbox has given you way more than you should expect for how much you pay for it. And it's working because now they've got more subscribers that don't actually use the service but still pay for it. Like me, I get like one game a month maybe and that I barely play, still pay for it every month. But I think it's I think just the different approaches are really going to shake things up. And I think the Xbox is more hoping that the cross-play community will lean towards them because if that works out, then there isn't as much of a reason to get a PlayStation... See, what I never understood is why we didn't have cross-play to begin with. I mean, it's not so hard to integrate. Say you're playing uh, NBA 2K. Right. I'm playing NBA 2K. Yeah. We happen to be on differing systems. I don't see what the big deal was was without having them so we can play each other. Because that's the thing. is they The way they send information between the games is they don't. Like when he does something on your on his console, it doesn't like have to do it for you. It tells your console what he's doing, and then it does it. You know right, what I so mean? Some kind of translation service, right? So it's always the same language. There's not like it's not like they're speaking Nintendoese, <laughs> and your PlayStation I can't speak that language. You know, it just go it goes in between. They just never wanted to do it because then you keep your community tight. Yeah, your quarantine group safe. <laughs> I think you're right. I think with uh, crossplay becoming much more uh, readily available, uh, there's going to be less drive to push people to say, oh, well, like for instance, me, I have pretty much every system. Mm-hmm. I buy every system on purpose because I never want to be able to make that choice between console exclusives. But uh, so like uh, I'm playing Battlefront, you're playing Battlefront. If I happen to be playing it on Xbox like I was, um, and then like, well, for instance, my friend Robert, uh, Robert was playing it on, uh, I want to say he was playing on an Xbox. I was playing on a PS4. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I want you to play with me. Let's let's play Battlefront together. And, and so I went out and I actually bought Battlefront for the other system when I already owned it. And I think that's kind of the where they wanted you. They wanted to get your money. If you wanted to play with group friend friend group A, right, you had to play it on Xbox. You wanted to play with friend group B, you had to play it on PlayStation. Yeah, the old Skyrim model: buy it for everything you have, buy Shut it for up. buy it, buy it six times. I want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. No, I mean that's very valid. That's like if you have multiple consoles, which is often the case because you oft if you're a gamer, you want to play the exclusives that are on each one, right? And if you're you know, I mean, I've bought 
the same game for different consoles before. It's definitely a, a business tactic that I could see them doing for sure. <laughs> so, I mean, we have, like you said, they're releasing two days within, within two days of each other. I want to mm-hmm. say, was it uh, late November, early December? November 10th is Xbox. Okay. The 12th is PlayStation. Okay. So before that Black Friday rush. Not that I'm expecting them to put any kind of discounts on anything related to the new consoles on Black Friday, but... No, but I mean... You get a hell of a deal on Xbox One. They still want it in the stores and the shelves, because if you are doing your shopping and you've been waiting, they definitely want it to be there when you do it. It's going to be the new Turbo Man. It's Turbo (laughs) You like that? You like that? Turbo Man jokes. God, jingle all the way, baby. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be the must-have item of the season. And, no and I've kind of already determined the fact that I'm probably not going to have one up until probably the early part of first quarter 2021. Well, and, like, they've did you hear the financing options that they're doing for them? I, that's what actually made me think about so it. So it's like... Um, they're, so they're doing a financing option for the it. Xbox where it's like $35 a month. Right, that's through GameStop. Including the Game Pass. So you're getting their free game subscription service included with your payments for, I think, two... And then you pay that for two years. Which it's is, So it's idea. like $500 spread like out that. over two years. Basically, to do it just like you're buying your cell phone. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely worth it. And it's act, like I would... I've. I never want to buy a console the first year it comes out. I never think it's worth it. I always think that you should wait a year. See, I missed out on the PlayStation 3, g- though, with the backwards compatibility that they stripped away. Yeah, so and that's that's another thing where it's just like kind of like the internet service where your game might get taken away. Mm-hmm. They might stop making or they might stop having features in the consoles all of a sudden just because they don't think it's worth their money anymore. Yeah, what if they decide I'm not allowed to use my PlayStation VR on the next model? Right, and that's the thing. You know, the PlayStation controllers aren't forward compatible, so PS4 controllers aren't going to work on the PS5. Xbox oh, yeah. One controllers do work on the SX. Well, good, because I just bought the SSX Elite Series tricky, 2. Or whatever they're calling it. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like a lot of... I mean, it's an unprecedented expectation to have because we've always had to get new controllers, you know? Right. But I think that now that people are spending $100 on their controller, that it is expected. <coughs> 200 Right, so several hundred dollars on their gangster-ass controllers. I'm surprised your, custom, your sister didn't kill me. Custom buttons, I'm sure she wanted to. Probably. But yeah, you know, I mean, just there's... People are spending more on their stuff now than ever before, so I can see there being a reluctance to upgrade, mm-hmm. you know, and like... Well, they even made the new Xbox controllers look more like the Elite controller. I did not know that. I haven't With, seen them at uh, all. But on the Elite controllers, you see uh, how they have instead of a... The D-pad's a the circular D-pad, pad, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's you can switch it to a D-pad or... A, right. But it's the circular pad, and on the, the new uh, controllers, it's only this. Mm. And it's not removable like it is on the... It's fixed, okay. Right, so instead of having that the D-pad, you now have that dish. And I've found that I really enjoy the dish on this controller. It gives you more fine control. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they've made that kind of part and parcel with the new series, so... Easier to swoop those Hadoukens, I'd assume. I imagine. But, and, like, uh, I I would... 
guess that like there's just more fidelity or fine tuning in the triggers, you know, because it's not, or you know, there's more position points, it's, mm-hmm. you know, more sensitive. But the six axis didn't get used much in the PS4. No, so, it was a so, feature that was sadly yeah. So I don't see the PS5 well. controller getting upgrades that necessitate there being a whole new controller set. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like their play, PlayStation 4 controller's been great. What is the PS5 controller going to do that it needs to be new? Well, and they've, they've already said that the uh, PSVR is backwards compatible onto the PS5, which leads me to wonder about like the move controllers, the aim controller, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then, of course, a lot of the, game, the controllers are due to the DualShock as well. So is it going to be that those controllers are still compatible with games previous to the library on the PS5? And that just going forward, any new games are going to be requiring the new controllers? Or I mean, it's which would be shitty. That'd be that'd be really awful. Yeah, I don't want to have to switch between my controllers all the time. Yeah. But I mean, the biggest key takeaway with with Xbox and PS5 releasing like they are, we talked a little bit about how they bungled the releases. Mm-hmm. We know between us several people who have been screwed by the initial ordering process for PlayStation 5 and Xbox. Yeah, that being surprise refunds and unexpected unavailability at drop. Checkout, yeah. yeah. It's like, or even available now. Just kidding. Even ordering it, confirming it, having the money taken out of your account, yeah. and then there's a company, I want to say it's in Great Britain, that actually refunded people money and JK'd their, deli- their orders. Yeah, happening all the time. It's It's... Stressful. Yeah, and it's happening to people that are trading in their consoles. So, like, people have been sending in their Xbox to Amazon and then <laughs> just going, just kidding, we don't have any. And now so, you don't have your old Xbox. Right. I hope you kept your bike and your stick to, or your tire and stick to roll down the sidewalk. I'm really into this cup and ball now. But, I mean, like I said, we, we, we know people between us that have, have both been. Yeah. Like, Ethan uh, had one pre ordered. He was in the cart. He went to click. Uh, by now and it was out of his cart it just stalled on him and it circled on him and circled on him enough to where it finally just was gone yeah and like it's understandable Mason was like that too they can't predict how many units that they're gonna need but they should know that they need more right they should have millions and millions at the ready the thing is is the pre-order process is supposed to indicate to the company how many they need to ship to each particular retailer right it's not supposed to be, okay, Amazon, you have 30,000 units. GameStop, you have 30,000 units. When you sold out of those, it's done. Well, in an ideal world, what would happen is uh, because the pre-order window, let's say the pre-order window is like a week or maybe even a month. So the entire month of mid-September to mid-October, that month-long period, that's your pre-order window, right? And this is if I and everything. So if you guys want to give me a job, listen in. But, uh, so you have this one month time frame, you get all the pre-orders racked up and paid for since they're making you pay for them up front anyways. Then at the end of this period, you still have a month prior to receipt. So you say, okay, so Amazon recorded 600,000 units. GameStop recorded, you know, 400,000 units. Best Buy, 300,000 units. Whatever it is. Add that shit up and you know how many to push to market. Mm -hmm. It's not that fucking hard. Yeah. 
except it is. They bungled it so bad. And and I know Xbox was laughing at micro or at uh, PlayStation because they botched their uh, day one bullshit. Yeah, they and didn't then, even have an announcement. They no, just no. Here, oh, it's it's gone. for sale. No it's wait, gone no it's not. It's gone. No it's not. No, we don't. We ran out. And I remember doing that with like concert tickets back in the day with like fucking Ticketmaster. When, yeah. Uh, for instance, I went to try and buy tickets to see Tool one year, and and it was one of those tickets go on sale at eight o'clock PST in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning. So I remember being up at like seven forty-five, have everything set up, loaded, ready to hit refresh, ready to hit send, cash, you pay it, you know. Mm-hmm. And the second I hit that button, they're already sold out. Yep. How does that happen? Yeah. How do you let something like that happen? Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I mean, I, I know that we kind of have to do it with the times and generation we're in. But online and pre-registering for stuff sucks. Yeah, physical because it allows one per customer to control. should be the way things should be. Like you should be scam like, like stopping the scammers the and scalpers quite a bit. Yeah, I remember that. It was so hard to get a fucking Wii. Mm-hmm. And I remember me and my girlfriend at the time like waiting outside of a Target. With a slip of paper with a number on it, telling us we were like the sixth person to go into the store, yep. and it's before opening, so they were just guiding them one at a time. Yep. And if you happen to go into the store at number six and they sold out at five, sucks to be you. Yep. Come back another day when we get another shipment. Yep, one per person, physical copy, in person only is the way to do things. If you don't want to get scammers and scalpers, and I agree. I mean, we can't do it now because Corona, but right. well, it's just, it's, it sucks to be eager to get something and it's, a video game scalpers no themselves should die in a fire anyhow. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I ran out to buy that new 3D Mario All-Stars mm-hmm. because I know it's limited availability. Thanks a lot, Nintendo. Yeah. But uh, I ended up with an extra copy because I was impatient wanted to play it on release day and did you order it and then went and bought it physically yeah yeah that's a bad idea so i have two copies now yeah and that's not me being a scalper that's just me being impatient yeah and and target not being able to fulfill my order on release day but uh so but i mean if you're buying them to make a profit you're wrong it's it's let people get them who want them yeah you know, no, don't go on eBay and sell an Xbox for like three times its value. Yeah, and that's another thing is that like unless you're trying to make this Christmas good, there's no reason to get it next month. You, there's no reason. The games are going to be there later. There's not going to be like a huge like s- online community that like you know how like when Madden or not when Madden when Call of Duty comes out, everybody has to play it right when it comes out so that way they don't get left behind in like the rankings. Right. There aren't going to be games like that with these new generation. It's going to take time to build a base. It's going to take time for games to catch on. There's no reason to be the first one there unless your YouTube channel depends on it. And early adoption is really kind of a dangerous game in the the video game market anyhow. Yeah, there's always another release that's like a slimmer version, faster version, better cooling. Cheaper version. Cheaper version. Right, and and so, I mean, I'm really kind of on the fence about where I sit with that. Like I said, I don't anticipate running right out to get it. But, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to happen within the first quarter of two. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want one because I've, I mean, I've, you know, I love having high graphics, like, you know, have a gaming computer and all that, but it's just not 
an immediate pressing need. On the plus side, I think I can write them off as a business expense now. I wonder. That's not a good idea. Is it shady? I know an orange man with COVID who just went through similar similar problems for similar ideas. No, he wrote off a haircut. He wrote off, yeah, several several haircuts, couple Xbox worths. <laughs> You know, well, it, isn't it crazy that Canada gets like $2,000 a month for Corona? They can get four PlayStations a month. And yeah. we're, we're down here twisting sticks, we, getting shit. We got 1200 once. Yeah. That I'm proud to be an American. And that was it. Yeah. That's not, we got maybe three, three Xboxes if we're lucky. <laughs> Holy shit. We don't want to go down the politics road. My God, we'd be here all day. I know. And I'd lose the handful of viewers I have already, so... Well, like I said, we're, we're coming up into this new video game console generation. It's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm going to enjoy sitting back and watching the chaos for a few months and letting the smoke settle a little bit before I jump into the pool. Uh, even though for me it's a business expense, really. I mean, I stay on top of this stuff because I have to. And I, let's be fair, I stay on top of it because I want to as well. Uh, video, You don't have to twist my arm to get me to play or buy video game systems or anything like that. So, But... It'll be interesting to see where all of this shakes out in around about a month here. So, um, But uh, whatever you decide to do, whether it's Xbox, PlayStation, or you know, pushing a hoop with a stick, uh, just make sure you're, you're aware of the fact that uh, there are other people less fortunate than you who can't get them as early as you got them. And he's very sad about it. No, I'm just kidding. But... Uh, I look forward to seeing what this new console generation has to offer. Uh, like I said, I'm a little skeptical about physical media versus digital media, but I mean, like you said, it's kind of the way of the future. We're kind of pushing that direction. Um, but as long as I got uh, a set-top box that I can hold in my hands, a little bit more physical than a dongle on my TV, I'm a little okay with it for now. I mean, I've bought more digital games recently than I care to, to really think about. Um so I guess they already got me a little bit. I just bought one today. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm excited. We'll see what happens. Anyways, Thomas, I want to thank you for uh, yeah, of course. joining me again. It was great. Now, keep in mind, we are coming up on the end of Season 2 with a Season 2 blowout finale. Uh, Star Wars video game extravaganza coming up. So if they're... That's something that interests you. Uh, reach out and get in touch with us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash feel your fandom. Or you can get us on Buzzsprout, which is our new page, uh, feelyourfandom.buzzsprout.com. Or you can reach me in my email, which is just feelyourfandom at gmail.com. But however you choose to get a hold of us, uh, get a hold of us. Uh, participate in the show. This is my podcast, but it's your podcast just as much. We want to talk about the things that interest you. So, uh, But on behalf of the podcast, I want to thank you guys for joining us again um, and, and listening in. And I hope you're being safe and sane wherever it is you're quarantined, wherever you're else you're holed up. And remember what I always like to tell you. Everything is fandom, and fandom is everything. Take care.